Money gives you control. Control gives you tools. Tools will allow you the opportunities to do what you want to do. And when you have options and opportunity, you feel like you're limitless. And I feel like without limit, the sky is the limit. Uh, 20 years old, you're living with your boyfriend at the time, and you have 30 days to come up with $3,000 in rent, or you will be evicted. <laughs> From that moment on, you went on to make six figures and then seven figures all through the internet. But I want to start at the beginning. I want to start when you were 20 years old, you're on the verge of being evicted. Like give the context, like what's happening at that moment. It's just so crazy. So I had just turned 21 and he had came to me like, oh, like let's move together. If you really love me, put the lease in your name. And you know, this is my first serious relationship at the time. You know, I'm fresh out of high school and I'm in college. I've been completely dependent on my parents to type of situation. So I had a job, you know, like every other college student in my mind, but it was like, okay. And he was like, I'll pay all the bills. Like, don't worry about it. And then, you know, like most leases, there's a lease special. We had one month free rent. So during that one month free rent, it's like, Hey, like the rent's coming up, the rent's coming up. And it's just like, Oh, I got it. Oh, I got it. And then it's due. So, you know, in Florida, at least you go into, if you don't pay by the fifth, it goes into eviction. <laughs> so it went straight into evictions and it was filed. And it really just showed me like, okay, I need to figure it out like ASAP to then like just stumbling. He had been making money on the internet doing um, like advertising for other companies. So not e-commerce, but it kind of just put me in a situation of knowing that you could make money on the internet. You know mm. what I mean? Because when I was like 21, 20, I didn't even know that existed. I didn't even know that was like on the table. It was, I was going to school to be a dentist. Mm. Like, that was like my call to fame and I was cool with that like I was happy with that um to then like now having to find find and figure out how to build myself up and not I didn't have any money for product I didn't have any money for a website and I have nothing like mm. I had an overdrawn bank account and like probably a gallon of lemonade so it was just like the stress of it and then you know you're starting to fight with another person about money and money was growing up was never something that wasn't in abundance is the best way I could put it. Like I didn't grow up wondering like food or food was never like a thing or like lights. That was never like something I worried about as a child. So to now, you know, it's so crazy to talk about kids that grow up like spoiled or mommy and daddy's money that reality is going to slap us in the face. And reality did slap me based off of my own choices. Because mm. of course, you know, I could have moved back home, but it's like, I always tell people like, would you have done, would you have gone back home? And people are like, no. And I'm like, so don't look at me crazy that I chose to stand on my decision because my dad told me not to move out. I went against, I went against the family. So it's oh, essentially, I always tell people like, it was like jumping off an island thinking I could swim and I did not know how to swim. Mm. So um, selling other people's products to kind of get familiar with it because other people's products already kind of had a proven track record. So all I had to do was just find people that believed in it which was affiliate marketing. And then once I got capital and I got a credit card, I just got a Chase Freedom credit card with five grand on it mm. and dumped it into Facebook, which Facebook advertising in 2016 and Facebook advertising in 2023 is completely different. I just really want people to understand what I was doing. Number one, I had no children. Worst case scenario, like worst, worst. Granted, I wasn't thinking about it back then, but looking back, my worst, worst situation was that I was going to go back home with an mm. eviction. So for me to dump $5,000 into advertising, not knowing how to correctly advertise was a huge risk. And I always tell people, my first six figure was, was luck. It was definitely luck. Now, mm. me duplicating it and me taking it to seven or eight 
was me, but I just feel like my first six figures, it's the reason the profits were so low because I didn't know what I was doing. It was God had his hand on me in a sense. But unfortunately, that first six figures was so bittersweet because once the money kind of resolved itself, it was like the relationship went from bad to like just torture. Like it was just horrible. Because you got to think where I'm, t- I, I didn't know about breaking leases. Remember, it's my first time. So I had a partner that had convinced me that, oh, don't go down to the leasing office. If you break the lease, you'll, you'll have an eviction. If you break the, you can't break the lease. So now I feel tied to this, to this apartment in a sense, like jail, mm. trying to figure out how I can get out and just counting down the days till the lease was um, up. And as, as time goes on, you know, violence is getting worse and worse and worse. Um, until like finally it got so bad, um, I just left what little I did have left and went to a friend at a college that was staying up in Tallahassee, which is about a five hour drive. And while I was there for, I wasn't even there two days, he flooded the entire unit. He filled it with water. Mm. So the entire unit was flooded. The people below us had to move. The apartment complex called me. And obviously I got evicted because, yeah. He flooded it intentionally or? <laughs> Oh, so it was like revenge. Almost. I left. Yeah. So how would you get me to come back? Damn. That yeah. does sound like torture. So I had to come back and get my parent, my parents involved. Now, like, having to show that DV was involved because you, you could see it on me. It wasn't something I could, like, lie about at that point because yeah. it was on my face and body. Um, so I had to come back and tell my dad, like, hey, I'm getting evicted. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, and he was like, like, how much? And I'm like, no, it's, it's done. Like there's a 24 hour notice on there. There's like four inches of water. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So $18,000 eviction. Yeah. All right. You know what? Let's go, <laughs> let's go, let's go deeper. So, um, we spoke obviously before this and there was something really interesting that you said. Um, I asked you, I'm like, what do you want to talk about? Is there anything that's like top of mind for you? And the thing that you mentioned was like, if we look like a few years ago, the way that everyone saw entrepreneurship, it was about like making millions, like seven figures, eight figures. I still think there, there's a space for that. However, there's a lot of people that are thinking about it. Like, how do I put food on the table? That eviction feeling. It's survival mode. And so I think when you're in that space of mind, there's two things, right? And, and even Alex Hamozi talks about this, which is like skills and belief. So skills is like knowing practically like how to do it, like how to make the money. The belief is actually probably a more tricky issue, which is like thinking that you can even make that amount of money in that time when you haven't done it before, right? Like you don't have evidence of doing it. This episode is brought to you by Free Agency. If you want to take your career to the next level, Free Agency is a company that you should check out. They manage and represent talent in the tech industry, and they provide you with a dedicated talent agent to help you find, engage, and win top of market roles that will maximize your earning potential. No more leaving money on the table. Stop job searching alone and start building your dream career today with Free Agency. Anyway, back to the show. And just like piggyback off that is I didn't believe that I was going to make it. I never, if you had have sat me down the person I am today and sat me down with the person I was that moved out, I don't think that I saw even half of the potential that I was. 
I don't even think I saw it. I don't think that anybody could have seen it in me. Um, looking back, I think that that toxic partner saw it and maybe that that contributed to the conflict in a sense, because like it can be intimidating that somebody because he was 25, I was 20. So we had a, a little bit of a gap and it's kind of scary to meet somebody that I was working at Wing House serving Captain and Coke. I was just a regular, regular college girl. If I needed money, I, I asked my parents for it. Like there was no, you know what I mean? Like mm. I had a car, I, I, I had everything I wanted. Like it was, that was the norm. You know what I mean? Like not everything I wanted, but I had like, you know, sta stability that I felt like was fine. So then you're seeing this girl kind of grow up in front of you because it was over the course of like three years. Yeah, I, I was with him for three years it, that I just kind of became something that I don't think he ever thought I could or maybe he did see it and that created the conflict. But looking back, it's like I just became a demon in a sense. Like I, I know some women after heartbreak and things like that happen, they get promiscuous. And I was just so angry that mm. I had let that happen to myself. I was so angry that. My dad was right. I was just, there was so much resentment as a young woman. And yet I think I'm 21, 22 at this time that I just took that and I just worked and worked. And I made videos about it. A lot of people may remember me from my Facebook videos. It said like what she did after she got cheated on, what she did after she got evicted, what she did. Like it was just this breakup story that I took and just owned because what else did I have? Like I made my bed and I laid in it. and it was just crazy. Like that's the only words I could put into it. Cause so many women get into it, not just men. Like a lot of girls, like at least in the South, like we can't rent cars because some boy we rented a car for wrecked it. We can't get apartments because some boy, you know what I mean? Like you're always hearing these horrible stories about women and dating and doing things for other people. Cause you, you love that person so much that you're willing to basically fall on the sword for them. And then they don't talk about the woman that you become after mm. like, and thank God, you know, by 25, I kind of let it go. But from, I would definitely say from 20 to 25, you can, you can talk to me. Like I was just on 10. Mm -hmm. Like I just had to take over the world type of mentality and it paid off. Like I, I'm really grateful for my experience, but I also know that the person I was had to die to be the person that I am now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to let go of that person, especially that innocence to that resentment and anger to a person that's at peace with how it happened. Yeah. You know what? Someone who um someone who's listening is like in that moment. Like they're in the moment where they're like angry. They're like angry at themselves, they're angry at like the world, they're angry at their circumstances. Like they hate their situation. And it's interesting, I think if we if anyone looks back on their lives, there's like certain turning points, right? There's certain moments it could have gone this way or it could have gone that way. And I think the power in your story is that it went away where it's like, it's ultimately benefited your life. But the person that's in that moment, it's not necessarily going to go that it's way. It's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel when all you can see is darkness. It's really hard to, when people are trying to tell you there's light and you don't see that light. Like it's really hard to convince somebody of that. And I think that it could take, it can take a situation, it could take a friend, it could take anything, but eventually that situation becomes your light. And for me, it was April 13th, 2018. So for me, that day was my turning point where everything that happened prior to that no longer mattered. Why? What happened on that day? 
my miscarriage. Mm. So my my experience with child loss changed my perspective of everything. And I'm sure a lot of young women can talk about this. It just, to love some, someone that you, I don't want to ever say something, it's just a habit at this point. But to love someone you have never met, it makes you kind of, I don't know, the hate just left my body. Like that first interaction, that first ultrasound, the hate, nothing else mattered. Like once you lose something like that, it's like I lost a part of myself and I realized that domestic violence is bad, but I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like I made it out and I'm in a great place and this person hurt me, but, but this, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to really explain it. Like this person hurt me, but they're not here anymore. Mm. And I have so many opportunities. There's billions of people in this world that will love me and will treat me better. Or will, you know what I mean? And even with child loss, like, yes, I lost my son, but I have the opportunity again when I'm ready to have another child. So it put into perspective for me to just one, be grateful for life because I almost died. But two, just don't get hung up on the small things. Like, especially when you're in such a dark place, like you got, you got to just dig as deep as you can and just pull it out of you. Because when you pull it out of you, you will feel so much like lighter in a mm. sense. And whether that's a lot of people will feel darker and deeper in a hole when they try to work. Mm. So that's not always going to be the framework. But I promise you, money gives you control. Control mm. gives you tools. Tools will allow you the opportunities, opportunity to do what you want to do. And when you have options and opportunity, you feel like you're limitless. And I feel like without limit, the sky is the limit. You know what mm. I mean? Because if you follow numbers, numbers are infinite. So you're chasing that high. But if you chase the opportunity that you're looking for or the option that you're looking for to open up a new door, I feel like you're fulfilled when you walk through it. Mm. You know, it's interesting. I've never... I guess I haven't I haven't had a moment that's been like that tragic but I've heard from people that like going through like a moment of like forgiveness or like letting something go it feels like a weight has been lifted like that's the experience that's the emotion I think one of the things that's interesting and even when we go back to like the eviction or, or what you say about money like money gives you control is that when there's a scarcity of money, it's like, it feels like there's a weight constantly on you. It feels like there's like a clock, like it's just ticking, like it's on you. And so I think sometimes when you're talking to the person that's in that moment, they don't really want to hear about like seven figure months or anything. No. All you want to know is step one. Like what's the first thing that I should do that can make my situation a little bit better? Like it can change the trajectory and make it just a little bit cleaner. What would you say to that person? Step one. Honestly, making, making the account, you know, I made my money with e-commerce and selling online. So making the account, cause it's not so much of what sells because anything sells, you just have to know who to sell it to. So I just tell people like make the account because at least making it makes you feel like you, you took that first step. Mm. And then you can worry about, okay, well, what's selling? Well, don't overthink it. Just list everything that sells that says bestseller. Wait, what's the account? Like the Amazon? So you, no, Amazon costs $40. Okay. So you got to remember we're in a situation where our back's up against the wall. So you can make an eBay account for free. You can make a Facebook marketplace. If you have a Facebook, you can sell on Facebook marketplace. 
Um, Walmart allows you to sell for free. Those are three platforms that are free. I know everybody runs to Amazon and it's an amazing platform. It's just not for the person with no money. Mm. So you just have to understand that when you are looking at where do I start selling, you need to look at what's going to allow you to sell without being in the hole. Mm. And then what about the product? So I just go to Amazon, I click best sellers and that gives me a list because why would I try to sit here and do product research and search TikTok when these major retailers have a list of things that are selling, literally mm. labeled best sellers. Yeah. You know, what? I think, um, and I even wrote this in my notes, I put like overthinking I think a lot of the times with stuff like this, we overcomplicate it. Like we think like it can't just be that. Like no way yeah, you make that and, amount of money just and, doing that. <laughs> and it's crazy you say that because I always feel like people that can't explain what they do in like simple terms mm. don't know really know what they're doing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm able to really explain e-commerce and how to sell online in like three steps. Like I make it very cut and dry. Like make the account, hit bestsellers. Just list the top three, add 10 to 15% call it a day. Like, don't overthink it. Like, there's mm. no point. Like, oh, what? If it's going to sell. It's If it doesn't sell, you didn't even buy it. Mm. And the account costs no money. So where can you go from here? The only place you can go is up. Mm. So and once you get that first sale, you get that that feeling of like, it does work. Because that's all I needed was like, that sale, that first sale of like, wow, this works. Because mm. it gives you that confidence in a sense. So is it... Is it drop shipping or are you no. buying the products? No, so it's retail arbitration. Okay. Retail arbitration is using USA big box retailers to sell on another major retailer site in the US. So it's all US based. So you don't have to worry about it. And because all of these retailers are now offering free shipping, free this, free that, it makes it super easy because we're in an era of convenience. Mm. People don't want to do anything themselves, which, you know, if you're on the other side of the fence trying to make ends meet, you can literally make at least two, three grand on convenience. Because mm. I've, I've made millions off of convenience, just simple convenience, which is where the term like, oh, scam, like, no, it's convenience. You're selling convenience because yes, you could cut your own hair, but you don't want to. Yes, you could go downstairs to Starbucks, but you could pay somebody to bring it up. Like we're in an era where people pay for their convenience. They pay for first class, they pay for Uber Eats, they pay for people to like, they're paying so that they don't have to do it. Mm. So why not exploit that mm. for yourself, especially if you have a family to feed? Like, are you really concerned about somebody paying an extra 10 bucks because they were too lazy to deal fine? Mm. Like we used to watch those shows of those extreme couponers. Where are they? Why don't any of us extreme coupon? Mm. We know it exists. We, we see people show it in real time, like getting a $500 cart down to like negative two bucks. Mm. But yet we don't do it. Because we're too lazy to clip coupons yeah. every week. Like, we're just not doing it. So it's like, you know, the information's out there. The information is free to coupon, but yet none of us coupon. Mm. That's why when people are like, oh, it's on YouTube. But you don't want to go to YouTube yeah. when this is right in front of you. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So retail arbitration. So that's almost like you're going to eBay, finding something, and then selling it on, like, another platform or just reselling it? You find at it at Walmart. You could find it at Home Depot and sell it on Facebook or eBay. Walmart, doesn't matter. Okay. The thing that I think, right, is that you talk about, I think moments are important. So that first sale is significant. However, where my mind would go is, like, okay, I sold it once or a few times. How do I sell it at the scale to make, like, life-changing money? So let's say I sold a Christmas tree today. Yeah. Why wouldn't I just keep selling Christmas trees? Well, there's no reason why you wouldn't. 
stop trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Just keep, if you can make a dollar, just do the same thing a hundred thousand more time. I guess how do you build the systems against it? Systems cost money, but, but, um, if you're just, you, again, there's a big, those are two different types of people, the person trying to make ends meet and the person that's trying to do it at scale and make those big numbers that you're talking about. If you're trying to do something at scale, you have to still believe in education and you have to still believe in spending money to educate yourself on how to do that versus mm. the person trying to make ends meet is, you know, the shipper, the customer service, they're doing everything because they're, their backs up against the wall. So when you say at scale, at that point, you're turning back into, am I going to educate and invest in education so that I do this correctly? Or if I'm going to trial and error it, and then you're running into refunds, chargebacks, close accounts, because when you're in scale, you're dealing with a lot more people. It can get harder mm -hmm. to manage. So at that point, yes, you have to spend money to either learn it correctly because YouTube University is not meant for scale. It's meant for the person just starting out. Mm. So I guess you can almost look at it as like phases. So phase one is almost like the survival phase. And so if you were going to say what phase one looks like, that's literally you on eBay, Walmart, any of those sites, you're going to the bestseller list and you're literally choosing products one by one, purchasing. No, you're not even purchasing, purchasing them. You're listing them. And then when they get purchased, then you can just order them on the site. Oh, okay. You can okay, so the demand is proven. Yeah. Okay. And then how, so that's almost like, it's like you're hustling. I guess at that point, like you're just putting in the work, right? Like you're just pounding mm -hmm. the pavement. How far... Like how far would you say you can go just doing that? Definitely, I think an extra 40,000 a year. Okay. 100%. That's proven because I post people every, every day and then I go, I go live with new people Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And they're all doing four figures within the first 90 days. Mm. Like I interviewed a guy last night. He made 360, 200 of it was profit. Mm. So like my proof is in my duplication. So I yeah. would definitely put my name behind an extra $40,000 a year. Okay. So the people, I'm curious from your perspective, the people that are successful, like they make the $40,000 in a year from doing it. What's the difference between them and the person who's like, making tries millions? it and, oh, and it's like, this is a scam. Like this shit didn't work. <laughs> because they list like three products. So the person, listing products takes time. Mm. You're either going to pay with your money or your time. And I always see the people that aren't making money when I, I always ask like, well, how many products did you list? And the number is always less than 50. Mm. They just don't list. And I'm like, they just don't do enough. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well hit me when you list a hundred products, if you still didn't make any money. Mm. And then they always come back like, oh, I'm at a sale. And I'm like, they just quit too early. Like you gotta, or they don't log in. Some people go, oh, I forgot about it. And I logged in and I made sales, but I didn't ship it because I forgot. Mm. To get to like 40,000, is that almost like, would you say it's like a side hustle yeah, or are you spending side, all no, of your time? it's a side hustle. Okay. It's like an hour a day. Okay. And then what is it? What does phase two look like? Phase two is six figures. And that's when you're at least hiring somebody to manage customer service. So you're not like talking to people all day or even like investing in some type of product listing software or hiring somebody to list products. And then from there, phase two, two to three is, you know, investing in buying inventory and those more expensive platforms and getting reseller certificates and understanding your taxes. Like at that point, you're doing it full time and mm. you are making, you know, either hundreds of thousands in profit or even millions because you're doing this as a full time job. Mm. But you're also OK with the fact of one, educating yourself because these platforms change every year and two, spending money on inventory. Yeah. Phase two and three is OK with 
those types of investments. Phase one is never going to be okay with that because your back's up against the wall. Yeah. But I mean, you can always get off the wall using this, which is why I preach it so much. That, like you can at least pay your bills. Like you can at least not worry about how much things are at the grocery store, which is a crazy feeling of freedom in itself. Mm. Like a lot of people don't even know, like organic pasture raised eggs are twelve sixty nine. Mm. That's twelve eggs. Mm. Twelve eggs go fast in a family of four. Yeah, that twelve eggs go in a couple of days, which is my boyfriend and I in one home. Mm. Like twelve eggs don't last. So think about like a family of four trying to buy two dozen eggs twice a week. Like, yeah. That's all that's you're starting to get up there. You know what I mean? That's before milk. That's before anything else. Like just the eggs. Mm. Like before you know it, you're at a hundred dollars in eggs. Mm. Like that's a scary feeling if you're really penny pinching, especially in a time like right now, like food is expensive. Like food is really food is driving people broke. Mm. Like so try to just focus on at least making enough to take that weight off your shoulders so you can breathe in a little bit. Because I always feel like when you're in survival mode, it's like drowning, but you're not underwater. But you know that feeling where your ribcage kind of starts to contract underwater? Mm. It's like that. It's like an uncomfortable feeling, but you're trying to force yourself up or you're fighting it. But it's just like uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I think um, peace of mind is like so valuable. So valuable. And I think it's so underrated. Like no one ever really talks about that. Like just peace of mind. Like being able to buy something, even what you said, like eggs, but not having to think about, oh, is the payment going to go through? I know. Like, I think that's a game changer. I'm curious from your, from your experience, you remember the first moment where you felt like you had peace of mind, like your back wasn't against the wall? Yeah, it was after my eviction when I got another place. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it took me exactly five weeks to put $100,000 back in a bank account after my eviction. I was evicted February 6, 2017. I got a new place March 17, 2017. So it'll really like six weeks. What were you doing in those five weeks? I, <laughs> I moved in with a friend into Tallahassee. Um, he was a student athlete. Not my brightest choice, but I did not want to go home. So I, he was a student athlete. He had student living. So I just went up there, mm. like, and just stayed up there, and then got my stuff and left one day, which is probably not the best. Shout out to him for letting me stay there. Yeah. But I just wanted my own place. I was so like low in myself at that point. Like, there was just no talking to me. Like, I was just so upset about it. So. Yeah. You know what? You know what's interesting, even when you speak, is like, on the one hand, it's like. You reflecting on your mindset, you said that I'm like, I was so low or like, I didn't even understand my true potential, but then the results that you were getting, like the hundred thousand. <laughs> it just doesn't five, correlate. Yeah, it doesn't correlate. So that goes back to the anger thing. Yeah. So when I say low and I speak, like I was just at my lowest, I was angry. I was really, really just like, just pissed. So like my obsession not eat, not sleep, not do anything but make money because I was living with a person that was just calling me out my name, hitting on me. Like there was just so much like just beating me down that I, the more it happened, the more I was becoming that person of like, when I get up, I'm going to step on you. 
Like, it was, like, real, like, when I get out of this, like, I'm going to destroy you. Like, it was just that for months. You got to think, like, I made my first six figures in September. I didn't get evicted till February. So from September to February, it was in hell. Mm. Like, I literally, and it's crazy because my Facebook status is from those years. I talk about it. I'm like, when you hate somebody and you hate someone's, your situation so much more than you can breathe, you'll, you'll hold your breath until you can get out. Like, and I meant that. Like, I really was on some, like, by any means, I'm going to get out of this and I'm never going to look back. Mm. And that's exactly what, when I got out, I never looked back. Like, it was like, it was getting to the point that, like, when people did try to talk to me about it, like, I just wasn't even, I was just in tunnel vision Mm. because I was obsessed with surpassing the person that put me under their shoe in a sense. Like, I literally felt like that person, like, at one point in my life, I would have laid down and died for them. And I felt like they were, like, killing me. Like, you never thought that the person you would lay down and die for would be the same person that was trying to kill you in a sense, like, literally. Mm. So I just was, like, so obsessed with just surpassing the numbers I would hear him talk about or his goals or anything that I knew he did. I was obsessed with just getting past it. And then once I got past it, I was just looking. It was, like, one of those moments where you just look around, like, okay, now what? And then that happened, my Mm. miscarriage. So it was, like, my miscarriage kind of brought me back down to earth. And yes, it was horrible, horrible, horrible. Definitely never, ever wish it on anybody. But I do think it was needed because I think that the way that I was navigating making money and the way that I was navigating my emotions, I think I eventually would have crashed out. I do think I would have crashed out emotionally because I was just so mad. I was just mad at everybody. I was mad at everything. Like there was just, I was just obsessed with like a revenge in a sense where that gave me that peace of mind that there was just so much more. There's so many people that love me, my family, my friends. There's so many people that love me. And I felt so much love for this baby that it was just like, who cares? Yeah. Like, you'll get a new boyfriend. <laughs> you'll yeah. get, you get, like, you'll get a new apartment. You'll get another one. Like, it's not, it's not the end of the world. It's just the end of that world. And that world sucked. Mm. So I just don't beat myself up over it because... That's why when people are so upset, I'm just like, there's worse. Like, trust me, there's worse. Yeah, I get that. Certain experiences, it's like, it makes seem, it makes things seem like insignificant by comparison. It just, child loss is different. So it just, again, like, I just don't think there's anything that I could have went through or has happened that even came close to the amount of pain I felt in those moments. So when people come to me, I really just try to stress, like, it gets better. Like, trust me, it gets better. And it's crazy because some people have came with the same thing. Like I lost um, my um, one of my employees had lost twins the same week I had lost my son. She ended up having twins again. Mm. Like she has two year old twins right now. Like it gets better. Like and I always, everybody that I've talked to that has gone through like these really, really low moments, like a year goes by and it goes by so fast that you're able to look back and be like, could have been worse. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious, like the, the lowest moments, the lowest moments. I remember moments even in my own life that are like low, like what got you through? Like you speak about like, even with your ex-boyfriend, it felt like the anger is what got you through, to be honest. Yeah. Cause it fueled it. So what, how did I like navigate post 2018? Yeah. Um, so we, I had a business partner, um, that we ended up, we're still business partners, but, um, we ended up running the boss palace and doing 10.4 million during the pandemic and in 11 months. Um, 
the minute we hit a million a month, I packed up all my stuff and I moved to Miami, like down the street from him, his girlfriend. And it just allowed me for a little bit of a fresh start and a different demographic of people around me. Like Miami's very fast paced as well as the dating culture is a lot different. So I feel like from I was in my hometown of Orlando where a lot of people I felt like treated me like the girl that they went to school with, where Miami, I feel like the people that were coming around me, approaching me, saw me so much higher and the treatment was a lot better. So it allowed me to kind of start to feel more comfortable with people being nice to me and like mm -hmm. knowing my worth. Because I, I would go out and some people would be like, no, you don't have to deal with that or you don't have to deal with that. And like that repetition for like a year and a half, I'm like, you know what? I don't deserve crumbs. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve somebody that doesn't make money. I don't, I don't have to deal with that type of stuff. And I'm not going to. Like I went through too much too fast that going through it at 25 was not going to happen. So mm -hmm. I just carried myself from that point on of like, I'm not going to let people put me down. I'm not going to let people, you know, put hands on me. I'm not going to let any of that happen. Like, and if I see a sign of it, I'm just out of there. So mm -hmm. navigating it post was just building up that self-esteem, building up my confidence again and seeing, seeing the person that I felt like deserved everything that they worked for instead of feeling bad. Mm -hmm. Like for what I earned this, like there's nothing to like feel guilty about. I went through literal hell. I earned it. So people can't make me feel bad about that. Yeah. You know what, speaking to you, it definitely feels like you've gone through like a transformation. Like there's been like <laughs> a, there's been like a journey, right? Yeah. I'm curious, like, and you even said it earlier, you said like at one point I was a demon. Like I was, a was demon. I just feel like when you're consumed with anger, it's like, it's just, ugh. I'm curious, like the person that sits in front of me now, if you were to go back to who you were, I don't know how many years ago that was, the person that was like, a demon like what would you even have said to that person i wouldn't have said anything i would have given her a hug because mm. well there's nothing i could have said there's not like like i said back then like there was nothing nobody could have said to me like i was so there's, you don't understand when you pour so much into a cup and your cup is so empty how can you expect that person to see a glass half full the cup is empty you mm. know what i mean you can't preach that to a person that feels like their cup is empty I had to fill my own cup and people, oh, thank God, friends and family pour back into me that I did start to feel like that was going to just take time. That's why I'm grateful, grateful it happened when I was so young, because some people go through this in their 30s. Some people go through this, you know, over 25. And I'm just grateful it happened young enough that I was able to turn it around by 25, 26, 27. Mm. So now here I just turned 29 on the 8th, like. Life is chill. Like life has been yeah. on easy mode. I would say since about 2020, like life has been on easy mode. But you got to look, that's four years of just different stages of entrepreneurship, different stages of relationships, different stages of life. Yeah. Like it's just a lot. So I, there's nothing I would have said. It was just giving her a hug and mm. I'll see you in a couple of years because mm. it gets better. Because if, even if you would have told me that I would be sitting here today, I wouldn't have believed you. Like, I wouldn't have believed you. There was no talking to me. And some people get like that where you, there's no talking to them. What's the thing that you wouldn't have believed? Is it like the making money? Is it like the relationship? Like, is it um, your, like what is it that you wouldn't have believed? I wouldn't have believed the relationship for sure. I wouldn't have. Um, and two, I wouldn't have believed the sense of calmness. 
like I'm so calm now and I, I get told this a lot. Um, you wouldn't have been able to convince me that I was ever going to calm down because it was just a fire. Like just, and people get like that and it's okay to go through that. It's okay to be angry at the situation others put you in or yourself, especially when it comes to money, evictions, loss, like it's okay to like grieve because you, in a sense, grieve relationships. In a sense, you grieve moments. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to grieve that. And in grief, there's ang- there's a stage of anger. Mm. So I don't know if you're a person that's like in that dark hole, especially if you're trying to use entrepreneurship to dig yourself out that hole. Don't don't get stuck. You know what I mean? It's really easy to get stuck in a cycle. And you don't want a situation like mine where something tragic has to happen for you to get out. Because I don't know if I would have gotten out if that didn't happen. Mm. If it didn't happen, like, where do you think that ends up? Like, like mm. when you, even when you say stuck. I just think I was just, I, I don't think I would have been able to have a stable relationship. Because mm. I was just like, you can go. Like, and I wasn't letting anybody, like, get to know me. I wasn't explaining why I was that way. I wasn't explaining. I wasn't explaining anything because I didn't feel the need to because I was so hurt. So mm. like, what is there to talk about? Like, I just want to work. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay, no, that's interesting. So we spoke about phase phase one. I guess is like survival mode, right? That will get you to forty k a year. Phase two, I guess, is like you're starting to kind of level up and like the education that you spoke about and building the systems and all of those things. <laughs> That will get you to seven, to six figures. What's the jump from six figures to seven figures? What happens there? Consistency. That's it. Consistency. Everyone and says that. So that I was going to tell you. So breaking down the word consistency is breaking down 10 income producing activities you do every day. What that looks like for you. So the 10 things that you need to do between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., whatever your schedule is, that are going to produce some type of income in, in your life whether it's your business, whether your side hustle, what are those 10 things that you can do every day duplicated, duplicated to make that type of income? Because really six to seven is just duplication. It's seven to eight that you're bringing in employees and systems and like triaging what's most important in the business and what's least important. But mm-hmm. six to seven is just duplication. So whether that's waking up and going live, making content, doing advertising, posting cold messaging cold calling like what are those 10 things and you need to do those 10 things like clockwork Mm. and people lack consistent it's like the gym like people don't get up and just do the same thing every day if you do the same thing that made you a thousand dollars every day i'm pretty sure you'll make 30 grand a month like even if it doesn't work the first two weeks eventually it will start to overlap itself and you will make consistent income with it yeah you know what's interesting i think in business is like everything evolves right like i think about companies that were around when i was a kid like you had blockbuster for instance mm-hmm. like they don't exist like it's netflix so like businesses evolve i've even um i've heard people talk about this like you even said it in the beginning doing facebook ads uh like five years ago versus now a completely different ball game i'm curious like if you went to zero today, mm-hmm. like as we're filming this, I don't like everything goes to zero and you have everything that you know, like you have your knowledge, but you have no money. Do you go about building that income the same way? No, what don't would you have do? to. I have content now. I have TikTok. You mm. can have a video on Monday, get 30 million views on Tuesday. 
a lot easier and a lot cheaper now to have overnight gratification. Mm. This is maybe the word I want to use because I remember I know what I know. That's the key thing when you say if we were to start over zero, I know what I know now. So if I get a video with 30 million views, I know how to sell something. You know what I mean? I know whether I sell a service, an ebook, um, a jacket or clothes or vitamins, I know how to put a product in correlation with anything that has a lot of viewers. I know how to turn viewers, clicks, whatever the case, comments into buyers. Whether I sit there and message every single comment, every single like, every single share to get those buyers, I know how to convert it. Whether I have to sell it myself or it buy it, people buy it on their own. Mm. I know how to go, as long as I have eyes and I have people looking at my stuff, I will message them. Like there's no shortcuts. Like if I have nothing, you just, you're gonna have to sit there and convince them to buy your product. Mm. until you're so big that you don't have to convince them anymore. Mm. You know what, tell me exactly how you do it. Cause I think, I think there's p so many people today that like, there's a lot of people that get views and make no money. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's like worthless me. views. So if you wanted to actually be able to like monetize the content, mm -hmm. like what is that? I monetized a 15 second podcast for it. When you think about it, um, my when did we do, we did that podcast in 2022, and that podcast set the tone for everything else that I did. That was I had gone viral on Facebook in 2017, but it kind of died down. But once that one podcast went viral, a lot of people really asked themselves, like, who is this girl? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, who is she to have these types of views or these types of opinions? So it allowed me to sell candles. I just kept saying, well, I sell candles. Just kept posting the candles. I sell baby clothes. Kept posting the baby clothes. I sell courses, I kept posting them. So as you're coming to ask yourself who I am, you're seeing these products over and over and over again. Mm. So a couple months go by now, there's consistent income. Maybe it started off with a one sale, two sales, but eventually it became hundreds of sales because I never gave up pushing my brands. Mm. Even when the content was, had nothing to do with business, I continued to push my business until my business content went viral, which was in the last like six months. Mm. And I did that podcast in 2022. I just kept posting. Now my travel content goes viral. I have videos with like 34 million views. Viola Davis posted my travel videos like everywhere. My like, and it's like, I didn't travel to go viral. I just kept traveling. Like mm -hmm. that was what I wanted to do. But it's just, you keep doing something, you keep doing something. Eventually it will take off. Yeah. Yeah. Now the, the, the psychology is interesting. Cause I guess like top level, what you're doing is you're using the content to get like awareness like to get impressions, eyeballs. And then once you have the eyeballs, it's like you're directing it all to one offer. That, and you have to understand some people at this point have seen me six, seven times. They've just seen my face. Mm. Like, like now it's like, if you see a clip of me, you're gonna click it because you're familiar with what I look like. So it's, I'm creating that brand awareness over and over and over again to now people are familiar and trust seeing me because they've seen me so many times. Mm. Who do you learn from? I'm curious. Because basically what you're talking about is like key, like marketing principles. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Swear to God. God. You don't have anyone on like YouTube or like books or anything that you're reading? Um, no, I went to college, so I stopped reading after that. I got my okay. Degree. Okay. Um, I, tried, I did read Alex Hermosi's Leeds book. I read like half of it. Hundred million dollar offers? No, oh. I didn't even get that one. Oh, <laughs> People the, told me to the, do. It. I'm so sorry, but I read the second one, the okay. blue one. I did read that. I read half of it because it was like a child's book. Yeah. Which I guess I guess the first one is too, but I never got it, so I didn't. People were like, read this book. I'm like, I'm not reading that. 
But I got the second one, and that was cool. But you know, it's creepy. A lot of the stuff he was saying, I was doing. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Like, I I have not made nine figures. Never want to, you know, feel like I'm better or I know things. But it was strange to see some of the verbiage and some of the examples. I'm like, I've been doing this. Yeah. Like, but again, I just be trying to tell people like some people just have an it factor when it comes to certain things. I feel like I've always had an it factor on camera and that creativity of creating content that connects with an audience. It's not something I can explain. It just comes to me. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. It's interesting to, for me as well. Like even doing this is um, all our guests are like successful in their own right. And they all have an edge. And it's, I think everyone on this world, in this planet has something about them, which they're like world-class at. I think most people just are never aware of it. Like they never get really specific on like this specific thing is my thing. Like this is my it factor. I always felt like I'm just good on camera. Yeah. Like I've been on camera since I was 10. So I was like, I just feel like I've always been just very good on camera. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. No, it's good. To ha- it's good to... It's good to have that awareness. I'm curious, like, I think as you go through life, it's like things evolve, right? So, and we have different frustrations. So at one point it might be like, how do I make more money? And then the money problem gets fixed. And then it's like, how do I meet the right partner? Then the partner thing gets fixed. Like there's always the next thing. When you kind of look on your life right now, like what feels like the thing that you're like, like, I, I want that. Um, stupid. It'd be stupid stuff. It don't be nothing that's like, oh, I'm like, I'm not looking for a next high. Um, I have a great family, great boyfriend. Oh, my next thing would be a ring, but I don't have control of that. So <laughs> you're like atting him right now. Like, actually, you know, my hand is feeling mad light, but I can't control that. You know what I mean? No amount of nothing I do. Yeah. You know, he's going to have to do that on his own time if you're watching this. But you know, he knows. But um, I don't know. Like, I'm really just cool. Like I just take every day for what it is and I just duplicate. Um, and we're just scaling up. Like I'm really just happy to be here, honestly. <laughs> like yeah. I'm to that point in my life. Like before 30 is crazy. Like I've been to 40 countries in the last two years. I've done over eight figures in revenue, seven figures in profit. And it's just duplication. Yeah. Spending time with the people that love, love me and I love them. Not really anything else. People look too much into like looking for something that's wrong or looking for like the next high. Mm. So I just, I don't know. I've been chilling. Yeah. The only high I've been chasing, I will say is swimming with whales. <laughs> that has been something that has like, once I did it, I was like, no, we got to do this. Where'd you even go to swim with whales? So <laughs> I did it in the Philippines, but then yeah. I, it's, this is how bad it, this whale thing has gotten. This guy had posted on Instagram. That's another thing when you have access to too much money and like no over, I have no overhead. I have no like things that are impending, no debt, I guess. Yeah. Um, this guy on Instagram posted this whale. I go, is this right now? He's like, yeah. I was like, can I come? He's like, yeah. I'm like, where are you? <laughs> He's like, Maturis. I'm probably murdering the name of this country, but it's like Maturis or Mar- Mauritius. Yes. I'm going there probably next week. Not going to lie to you. Probably my homegirl is actually going to see if she has a babysitter for her daughter because we are going to go chase this whale that we saw on Instagram. Yeah, that's the only thing is like when I see something like 
I just go do it. There is no second thought. There is no like, wish I, I no, going to do it. It's just a matter of when I'm going to do it. Like anything that I see, anything I want to learn, anything I want to get into, I just go and do like, I've decided I'm going to take snowboarding as my new hobby. Yeah. Um, I looked up culinary school, might go to that. Like, I'm just very like yeah. completing my side quest because eventually I'm going to have another, I'm going to have another child. Like eventually mm. I will have a child. So I just am taking my time with my relationship and my family to just do stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually, that's actually <laughs> going it's to nice. see the whales again, because these are sperm whales. Yeah. Didn't know what those were, <laughs> but they are very large. They look super cool. They are harmless. I, I know somebody's going to be like, the whale is going to eat you. It's not going to eat <laughs> me. They eat squid from the bottom of the ocean and yeah. they come up during this time of the year. You've done your research. I can tell. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> all in a matter of like a couple hours. So now we are trying to figure out where we're going to stay, but we are going to see these whales probably next week for Thanksgiving. Nice. No, that's actually beautiful um you said something interesting which is like from 2020 onwards it felt like you were living life on easy mode mm -hmm. i find that like that journey is interesting because i think whenever you're doing something and especially if it's something new there's this period in the beginning where everything feels so difficult like i'm kind of um i went into doing my business all the time like full time this year and i was i've been experiencing that where like every single like getting any door to open feels tough. Like you're like pushing at that shit. Like it feels it difficult. No, it will. And it, it, that's okay. Um, I think that that tough feeling is like riding a bike. Like you just keep falling, keep falling, keep falling. Shit just keeps going wrong. Mm. And then eventually it's like something goes right, like big enough that it's like, oh no, that's worth it. Mm. But it's like getting to that, fighting to that point. I don't even want to say getting, fighting to that point. You just have to be mentally strong like you do. I don't know what book, what therapist you got to read. But if you feel yourself mentally giving up, you're not going to get there. You can't mentally give up. You literally just have to fight through it, like literally fight through it. Because there was definitely times where I was like, damn, like merchant accounts getting closed down, chargebacks, mm -hmm. Facebook getting disabled. Like it was just one L after another. But I just, again, after 2018, I just didn't give a damn. Like, it was nothing. There was. I remember right after April happened, we did 500k in two months selling baby shoes. Me and my business partner. My business partner was so broken. I remember him calling me like they just held all the money, and I remember just being like, "Okay, just open another account." He was like, "Bro," and I was like, "Money is abundant." Mm. I always remember saying that money is abundant, and he's just like, "Bro," and I was like, "Bro, we'll do it again." I'm like, "We always do it again." Mm. who cares we have enough money to pay our bills mm. who cares yeah like the customers i'm like we'll get more yeah like, who cares like yeah like i've been like that which may come off like a little like careless and emotionless but like i just feel like there's like when it comes to like life and the money it's like that life aspect it's just so much bigger to me mm. and money is just like i'll get more of it Mm. like they literally print more of it so like why would i stress it mm. you know what i'm saying so and that may come from growing up with it you know what i mean i grew up with access to a lot of money so i didn't grow up without so i'd just be feeling like do it again mm. you know what i'm kind of i'm interested to um and we can we can end with this like the relationship side of things 
um, we've had people come on the podcast and they've spoken about how powerful it is to have the right partner, like life changing. Like when, when people have made a certain amount of money, you think they're going to give you like money secrets. And then the thing that they tell you is the secret is like their partner. Um, but it can really change lives. And so it seems like the relationship you have now is like the complete opposite of those relationships you spoke about in the past. And obviously I'm not in them, but that's for me, <laughs> for me listening. That's, that's what it sounds like. I'm curious, like what, if you were to speak to yourself at like 20 and it was like, I'm going to give you the playbook on a healthy relationship, like a relationship that benefits your life, that like helps you make more money, that makes you feel happy, light. So the what is that? The problem is between 20 and now is that what I was, I mean, I've always, this one thing has always been the same through all of them is that this, these people made money. Mm. All, every, if you look at my whole dating history, everybody made money and everybody made over six figures. That was just, I don't know, I guess, I don't even know where I got that standard from to be having it at 18 because I didn't have a pot to piss in, but I've always been like, <laughs> I'm not going to stay at Wing House. And if you're not here, you can get me out of here. Like I've always had that, that mindset of like, but that my dad was a provider. So maybe that's where I got it. But I honestly, like when people have asked me, so I'm like, I don't know. I've just always wanted a man with money. Mm. Like that's been the standard. But once you peel that part, because that's like hitting filter on a search engine, you're still going to have thousands of searches. Um, it was making sure that my partner and I had the same goals and had the same interests. So I think the problem I was running into prior to this relationship, people loved the idea of being with me because it looked good. I was a status symbol. You got this girl that, you know, goes to the gym, cute, makes money. It's a status symbol. You know, you want to take me out to the club and people are looking at me because I'm mad jewelry or whatever. Whether you bought it or I got it, you're just happy that you're getting attention based off the woman you're with. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost a, re it's a reflection of him. Mm. So it's getting into these relationships where the man had so much vanity and obsession with that um, that validation of like, well, look look at the girl that I have, that that person, did. we didn't share the same interests. We didn't have the same goals. We There was no interest in who I was as a person. It was just interest in, she's cute. Mm. She's pretty quiet. Like, fuck it. So when I went into like wanting to climb mountains or hike it was like this person's like i'm not doing that and i'm like okay i'm gonna do it by myself like you know what i mean so i really had to learn and make a list of the things i like to do and the things that interest me like i'm really into history i'm really into like learning like why are the why did the pharaohs die why did they go to war mm. like why is the leaning tower pisa leaning like you know what I mean? Just history to finding somebody that shares those same interests. Like we're both really into like understanding why the world is this. And like, let's go to Antarctica and see penguins. Like, or let's, hi we hiked a volcano. Mm. Like we are, we share those same interests and we have the same like end result. Mm. So it was just better versus dating somebody who wants to take pictures for Instagram and <laughs> asked me to take them. <laughs> that was not... And I kept getting, I kept dating into that. I kept dating into somebody who had like this competitive, like we were competing yeah. for Instagram likes. And I didn't want that. Like I'm on camera all day. I'm on Instagram all day. I want my relationship to not feel like a job or like I'm being forced to make content with this person. Like 
if you buy me something, don't ask me to post it just because you bought it. Like, yeah, bro, it's never been that serious. <laughs> like, we don't need validation. So I have a man that doesn't really care about the vanity aspect, doesn't really care for social media, and is just happy to do things with me. And I'm happy to do things with him. Like, he is happy to climb mountains with me. He's happy to ride bikes with me. Like, we do things together. So that for me was what I needed to anchor myself emotionally. Because for a while, I feel like I was really erratic in trying to communicate my feelings to now I'm, I can communicate exactly what I like and what I don't like. And I'm able to help him where he falls short because I'm thinking with a clear mind rather than I'm stressed out all the damn time and fighting. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I've just caught my relationship is really is my safe place. And I'm able to value his opinion on things high because I don't feel like he's saying something to compete with me. He's saying something because he has my best interest at heart. Yeah. You know what I think um, is interesting with the, the relationship stuff and where the, where the conversation is? When I hear it, I feel like there's so much like ego. And I have to like hold myself honest on this <laughs> as well, because I think one of the things I think about is like a lot of the times when we're looking for like a partner, I feel like we're pursuing the person that like there's something about them that just makes us feel good. Especially as like a, like as a man, it's like getting the girl that like, it's similar to what you were saying. They want the girl like, they couldn't get when they were broke. Yeah. So then they get money and they want this, this extravagant girl that likes all these expensive things. Meanwhile, you don't even like anything she likes. You guys can't have no type of conversation. Like it works though. Yeah. Like, never going to say that it doesn't work. It just has an expiration date. You, you know sense. what it is? It's like. It's you want to prove something more so than like the connection itself. That might be it, yes. There's something that you want to prove. And I feel like that on both sides. Um, and I guess I'm just curious, like, is it so, it's difficult to overcome that because I think there's things that are just, we feel like we have missing. And then we go out in the world trying to find someone that can like fill it. Yes and no. I feel like, I'm a person that needed a man that could emotionally anchor me. I needed like somebody who could stand in front of me and like be a man. Like mass not I don't want to say masculinity because I can be like turned into so many things, but a man that would if somebody is pushing me or like disrespecting me will stand up for me. You know what I mean? I wanted somebody to be able to stand in front of me and me feel confident that they could stand in front of me. I think a lot of the times is I wasn't in a, in a relationship that I felt safe in. So I was constantly on like, go, you know mm. what I mean? Like I was constantly like, I dated a man that never locked the door. Mm. That drove me up a wall. I was so paranoid. Like I was so, and nothing's, I've never been robbed or anything, but the door being unlocked, I was taught to never do that. Mm. So that to me was just like, bro, just lock the door, lock the door to the point that I was sleeping with a gun next to me and he would keep taking the gun. And I'm like, bro, no, we need the gun. Like, He's like, no, wait, I'm like, the door is unlocked. Mm. Like, oh, the building's safe. I'm like, you don't leave doors unlocked. I didn't understand that. That To this day, I mean, maybe somebody in these comments could tell me if you guys sleep with the door unlocked. I did. And I'm not talking about the bedroom door. I'm talking about the front door of the home. Yeah. That was weird to me. Um, so just feeling safe in my relationship so I could stand behind somebody and support everything that he does. I needed, mm. I needed that. That was something that I wasn't coming back off of. I wanted a man that could make enough money to take care of me because God forbid my pregnancy isn't as easy as I want it to be or anything. I want somebody who can hold it down. 
through mm. those times in the event that I can't. That's just what I, and I, and I don't want to carry the weight of finances and motherhood. I don't want to carry all the bags into the house. Like maybe some women do, maybe some women just have to, but if I don't have to, I'm not going to. Mm. Yes, I can do it, but I don't want to. I'd rather live life on easy mode, look relaxed at all times and be calm because it allows me to think clearly and kind of just run my home the way I want it to be. Like rather than be stressed the hell out trying to pay bills, do children, do family. Like I don't want to do all of that. Yeah. What. Yeah. You know what? I think I think a lot of I think a lot of women want a man that they have like they just have confidence in. Like they feel like yeah. they have confidence in like his abilities, integrity, like who he is as a person. Like that's a lot of what I hear. Like that and trusting his word. Mm. Like if he tells me something, I know it's gonna happen. Like I don't. He's, there's never been a situation that I have no reason not to trust his word. Mm. So for me, it's been chill. I have nothing to complain about. Yeah. Like there's no fights, no nothing. Yeah. Nice. I'm <laughs> pleased. All right. Okay. Let's let's end here. I think, and I, and I've said it so many times. Like you've been on a journey. You've <laughs> yeah. been on a journey. There's like been ups and downs. Like your movie is going to be an interesting one. Um, I'm curious, like, I think we've spoken about some of like the low moments. We've spoken about the moments when you've been like angry, like the moments of sadness. What has been, what's the other side to it all? Like what's the, what's happiest? the pinnacle? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. What's the happiest that um, you've been? Happiest that I've been? Jumping off of a cliff. And that is I, not what I expected you to say. I jumped off a cliff. <laughs> oh, I stood on top of a moving plane. That was cool. A moving plane? Yeah, I climbed out of it while it was flying, and I stood on the top. I'm going to show you the video, but I stood <laughs> on the top in between the wings. I just stood there. I just let the air hit me for like 10 minutes. <laughs> you, how, does that even, how does that even happen? You could, it's called wing walking. Just okay, wing, wing walking. So I did that. Um, yeah, like just moments of just pure reflection of like my hard work put me to be able to do these things. Like seeing the places, seeing the pyramids. Like, I don't know. Me and my boyfriend going to Vietnam. That was stupid, stupid cool. Because every, him even. Like, why are you going to Vietnam? Vietnam, the war, the war. Like, everybody associates the word Vietnam with Vietnam War. Yeah. So they're just like, what is over there? I'm like, no. And then we get over there. He's like, wow, Vietnam. I'm like, yes. Vietnam. <laughs> like, just seeing the world and everything it has to offer with somebody that never thought of some of these countries. Because mm. most of the countries I pick are very like, okay, like, we're going to roll with it. Um, just being able to see the world, like seeing the going places with my family, just seeing places like mm. that has definitely been like the happiest moments of just like, wow, we're here. Yeah. The whales. Yeah. The mm -hmm. whales. Yeah. I feel like it's like the limitless possibilities. Yeah, like, like that's what speaks kissing to Kissing a jellyfish. That was kind of cool. Yeah. But like feeling like you can just do anything. Mm -hmm. That's like what means the most to you. Yeah. Just seeing the world for everything it has to offer and just, I don't know, like it's. Again, it goes back to that breath hold. Like I took, I took a free diving certification. So like my breath holds like three and a half minutes still not mm. moving. But if I'm just laying in the water and I hold my breath, I can go like three and a half minutes. And like, once you get past that constricting feeling, it's like calming. Mm. Like people always think holding their breath is like so like strenuous, but if you just relax, breathe, it's like, you can really just 
be everything, especially in the water. Mm. Maybe everyone's going to be like, what's your sign? I'm a Scorpio, so I am a water sign. Mm. But um, I don't know. Like the ocean has really been like such a place of just like, wow, I'm so happy here. Yeah. Highly recommend. Yeah, that's beautiful. I need to find some whales, I guess. I'm telling you. I'm <laughs> telling you. Go. I'm telling If you don't do anything in your life, swim with some type of marine life. It is so exhilarating. I know a lot of people are like, no, it's so scary. I promise you, you're going to, but please make sure you swim. Not with a life jacket, like real swimming. Yeah. <laughs> you will feel so like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But being in the water, like, has been the most fulfilling thing that i've done definitely yeah just like being in the water now yes i love it i love it thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me that was a great show yeah that was awesome if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to the channel we're having fire conversations every week on the podcast before we end the episode a quick word from our sponsor free agency what if i told you there is a good chance you're leaving money on the table in your career it would kind of annoy you a bit right well free agency aims to stop that they represent and manage talent in the tech industry here's how they do it first they provide you with a dedicated talent agent think about this as your career quarterback they understand you and your career goals based on that understanding they bring you suitable interviews at top firms. You focus on smashing the interview and together with their network, research, negotiation expertise, they will make sure you get a top of market salary. Stop job searching alone and start building your dream career today with free agency.